morning, everyone. It's better. Anyway, the Feast of the Epiphany, the word epiphany is not a word that we hear all the time, but it means something like uh, manifestation or showing forth. So it was the showing forth of the baby Jesus. Of course, the same thing happened at, at, uh, at his birth. So, so Christmas celebration and today's celebration are, are very similar. The way in which the church steps around it says the Christmas celebration was about the, the uh, manifestation of, of uh, Jesus to the Jewish people. Today's feast is the manifestation of Jesus to the, inter the inter entire world. And you'll notice if you've been reading newspapers and stuff like this weekend, this weekend for people in the Eastern world, this indeed is their Christmas celebration. Anyhow, that's neither here nor there. The bottom line, the bottom line is that um, today is the Feast of the Epiphany and growing up in Ireland, we always referred to it as, uh, we referred to it as Nolag Bjog, okay? Those are two Gaelic words, by the way. Nolag Bjog means uh, little Christmas. And I grew up, grew up with the idea that somehow, somehow this feast was somewhat a little less than the celebration of Christmas. Well, it is in terms of, you know, there's a lot of trappings around, around Christmas, okay? Whereas with this feast, the nice thing about it is there, there are no trappings. It's just the feast itself. So for that reason, in some ways, I think this feast, this day, it might be a better opportunity for us to really reflect reflect upon, upon the meaning, the meaning of the birth of Jesus. Most of you who are here have had have one child, several children, and you know what it's like to, have, to bring a child into the world, how exciting it is. I haven't had that experience, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that, but I, I know you have. Well, that's what's happening at, at, on this day, okay, where, where Jesus has been into the world. Of course, he's not an ordinary baby. We know that he is actually God's presence, God's presence as a human being. How amazing that is, that God himself, the creator of the world, came to us as a helpless child. There's a phrase in one of the, the, in the, one of the readings that says, it says, uh, it refers to it as the wonder, the wonder of Christmas, the wonder that God could come to us in that situation. And so he came and um, he grew up as a little baby, but we're told by St. John, it says, uh, he came unto his own, but his own received him not. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. In other words, for the people who lived there, he was no different than any, than any other child. So we fast forward from his birth to, to 30 years later, we find that as an individual, he's out in the world. And he's out in the world as a charismatic preacher. And you know the story uh, already, you know about his preaching, his teaching, his healing, etc., etc. The ordinary people really flocked to him. On the other hand, the leaders of the people, the Jewish the leaders, uh, people who should know the difference, they were jealous of him and in many ways rejected him and ultimately, of course, they were so jealous of him, they ended up uh, ensuring that he died, he died on the cross. We know that story so well. But even though we know that he died on the cross, that is not the end of the story. In many ways, it's the beginning because we're told that the Father raised him up to a newness of life. So after his resurrection, he became different. 
In other words, while he was alive, he was what we call the Jesus of history. After the resurrection, he became, he became the Christ of faith. And that Christ of faith, we're, we're told that he, he is in the world, he is in the world from that time onwards, he's in the world today. And his message to the people of this time is the same message he has had all along, where he says, come to me, all you who labor and find life burdensome, and I will refresh you. So in other words, his invitation is to each and every one of us to come to him. And so you say to yourself, well, that is definitely a challenge. What does it mean? What does it mean as far as I'm concerned? Well, it might be, it might be helpful to just look at, look at that invitation in relationship to today's gospel reading. Because there you have two different kinds of responses in the gospel reading. First of all, you have, you've heard, okay, who was obviously a man of his day. And obviously, if you see, uh, see elsewhere, he was attracted to Jesus, okay? But on the other hand, like so many people in the world today, they might be attracted to Jesus, but they might not like to, for him to disturb their way of living. That's what happened with, with Herod. Jesus, Jesus he, in a sense, he may have known who he was. He may have respected him for who he was, but he didn't want to be bothered. It's true today in so many instances also. And I would hope that those of you who are here today, that is not, your, that is not how you look upon the, the presence of Christ in our world. So instead of being like Herod, let's say we're like the, the, the Magi, the wise men, and we're told that they came from a distance bearing gifts of gold, frankincense, and mirror. Well, two things that we need to keep in mind is, first of all, we don't have to go to him from a, from a distance, right? Rather, I think like, like the wise man, I think what's, what's necessary for us is that we're what we call seekers or searchers, okay? That like the wise men, like those wise men, we're looking for the truth, not just to know the truth, but to live the truth. That's number one. And if indeed that is how we feel, then the question is, what, what can the gifts are we going to offer him? Not necessarily gold, frankincense, and mirror, but we have our gifts to offer. So I'd just like to suggest that on this day, it's the beginning of a new year, 2023. And this year is God's special gift to each one of us. And so I think the question for today is, you know, how are you responding to that invitation of Christ in your life at, at this point in time? What does it mean in terms of what, how you're going to, what you're going to do during the year? Well, I think that if you are unlike Herod, then you're going to allow the Lord to disturb your life. And I'd just like to suggest just a couple of things that might, might be helpful along those, along those lines. To, this year is what we call the year of Matthew, okay? In other words, the gospel that you're going to hear during this year, most of the year, is the gospel of St. Matthew. And I would suggest to you that if you're really serious about spiritual growth and about not no, just knowing Jesus in a, in a sort of a distant way, but if you want to know him in a very personal and unique way, then I really suggest that you make the Gospel of Matthew your own during the year. You take the time and the effort, effort to read him, not just once, but several times, and to any hints that you get from anybody in terms of what some of it might mean, then, then take those. 
So that's one thing that you might do. The other is this, that, you know, besides, besides you know, sort of an intellectual pursuit, there also has to be sort of a, a more spiritual pursuit. In other words, you have to spend some time in reflection and in prayer. And I'll just tell you about one little experience in my life this past week, okay? And this may, you might find it helpful and you may say, that guy is full of, <coughs> excuse me. Okay, you might want to, okay. You know, this past Friday was, was, was first Friday, and uh, you know that the Blessed Sacrament is exposed for 24 hours, and you're invited to spend some time in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Well, I, I did something on Friday night that, that I have never done, okay? I tell other people that need to do it, but I don't do it myself, okay? You know that kind of thing, that kind of approach? Well, the, 12 o'clock on, on Friday night, I was in bed about two hours at the time, I got my tail out of bed at 12 o'clock on Friday night, and I came over here to the chapel, and I spent an hour and a half before the Blessed Sacrament. And I can tell you, without reservation, it was perhaps the best hour and a half that I've spent in a long, long time. It was what I would consider an opportunity to be prayerful in a very real and in a very, very quiet way. I say that to you today, it may not be what, what you're looking for, but all I want to say again is, the Lord is saying to you today, come to me. And I'd say also, he's reminding you that life is a gift and that for some people, they, this year may be your last year, who knows on this earth. So you need to make good decisions. So your gift to him may not be gold, frankincense and mirror. But what are you going to offer him during this year? That's the question. And I think you can, I can almost guarantee you, if you reach out to him in love and in effort during this year, that he in turn will be there for you and he will give you all the graces and help that's necessary in order to become a better person as the year progresses. Amen. <laughs>